Hello and welcome to the True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 74 and it's Friday the 25th of June. Uh, today we're going to be talking all around your questions. So to help me get through them, I'm joined by Jeff Casson, our Chief Investment Officer for True Potential Investments, Rebecca Wright, who is Head of Customer Care, and Diane, who is Digital Delivery Manager. I think I've got that title right? No. No. Head of delivery. Head of delivery. But thanks though, Greg. Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. How's everyone doing? Thank you, Greg. Good. Rebecca, are you good? Yeah, very good, thank you. And you were just saying it's your first time in the new room, so you're a bit very unsure of where the cameras are. I've been asking where the cameras are, <laughs> if they're making sounds. I've plenty questions. Are we going to move? <laughs> so, ladies, gents, we, we've obviously been sent a number of questions in advance, and as ever, thank you to all of our clients and and advisors for sending their questions through and where the four that have been picked to work our way through them this morning. So what we'll probably do is, as as we usually do on the podcast, is just get a quick update, Jeff, on the last week, really, from the last time we've done the podcast and got a bit bit of an update. And and we've had a couple of questions coming as well, just about kind of market turbulence and, and the like. But can you just give us a quick update, please? Yep. So in terms of what we've seen over the course of this week and markets it's been one of those weeks where more volatile at the start of the week and then towards the end of the week pretty calm um, and it's really if we think about why um, last week with a bit of volatility around the Fed and their decision to potentially raise rates sooner than people have been expecting and then we move through to, to yesterday where we have the Bank of England and their their decisions coming through and really nothing from the the Bank of England but really the the key thing there was the positive view that they've got on the UK economy the ongoing improvement in in economic growth but the one consistent theme and the theme that we've been talking about a lot in morning markets has been inflation and the expectations of where inflation will will move to and whether inflation is going to be something that's temporary or something that's going to be here to live with us for a bit longer over the next number of not just months, but potentially into the next year or two. And that really has been the the theme of it. There's a lot of things that we could talk about, but if we look at broad indices, relatively unchanged actually over the course of the week, despite that that volatility, bit of a pick up in in the US and particularly around growth stocks where they have done slightly better this week. But overall, um, one of those weeks where people can talk a lot about it, but actually when you take a step back, there's not a lot has changed. And that's what I suppose if we think about morning markets, that's what we want to do with morning markets. We get everybody together, we get the views across of what's happened. That's the best place to to pick up that daily data and then we can bring that together in in these discussions. Nice little plug for morning markets there as well, (laughs) which is is always good. I think, yeah, it's worth always mentioning on the podcast. We have have people that watch different content we do, but for for sound bites throughout the week, I think they're a great little weatherman start of the day isn't it Jeff which yep. is which is how I, I describe it to people which is just if you want to know what things are up to at the moment get on and watch those videos so we, we'll probably just jump into the questions and, and the first one Rebecca is probably one for you and I to kind of tag team almost and it's, it's a question that's coming from Dave I'm reaching retirement age next month happy birthday for next month Dave uh, am I in a position to draw a lump sum from my pension uh, so yes, you absolutely are. Um, most people can withdraw from their pension uh, once they reach age 55. Um, in set circumstances, it can be a little younger than that. Um, but just give us a call up and we can talk you through the different options that you've got, um, either to take out a lump sum or if you want to start taking out regular income. 
Yeah, I, I, and I think that's probably the, the, the number one question we get when people are leading up to their, their retirement ages is, I need to take money out because that's what you do. And I think in most cases, it's or probably in all cases, it's worth speaking to a financial advisor or a member of the team because it may be that that surplus, you may not need to actually take money out. But when you're in that position, there's multiple ways you can take money out, as Rebecca's mentioned. So there's, you know, you may take a lump sum, but actually you may be more, may be more beneficial taking a, a steady flow of income to keep things ticking over. And, you know, it, it, it also includes things like what the position is with your mortgage, your expenditure and, and outgoings and the like. I think the one thing to think about there as well is you know, if you're going to take it on a regular basis, actually from your overall growth prospects over the medium to longer term, that's much better yeah. than, than taking the taking a lump sum. But clearly it's very dependent on somebody's circumstance. So definitely, as, as you've both said, one to, to get advice around and to think about very and consider it as to yeah. what is the best option yeah. for the both near term, but also that, that longer term growth of the, the so asset. That's what you plan for, isn't it? Right. Now, yes, you can, you can have your eye says, but your eye says could be something that you've, it's it's like a, a short to medium term possible investment, whereas your pension's your thing that you plan for, mm-hmm. and you're like, when I reach retirement age, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that, or I want. Then you get there, not that I'm there yet for anyone, <laughs> uh, then you get there, and it is a case of, right, what what actually, what's reality? Like, should I get the lump sum? Yeah. Should, I, should I take little chunks? Like, what can I actually do with the pension that is essentially my money, but it's being kept for me for yeah. true potential for... A number of years um yeah circumstances probably dictate what people yeah, need to do with their money and i think rebecca i very quickly introduced you as head of customer care and, and probably just what what that is for everybody listening today is a dedicated department who are there for the clients we look after a true potential and you know you've got a, a very large team at the office who are on hand throughout the day to, to help clients not just with general queries but right the way through to complex advice queries as well yeah absolutely and one thing i would say is a common question that we get when people do reach retirement age is that they they think they have to take their full 25 percent tax rate Mm -hmm. in one lump sum um which isn't the case at all so if you're not sure quite how much you need as greg said you just give us a ring up and we can help you figure that out yeah so happy retirement day for next month and 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 get in touch is the probably the 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 answer to that one and leading to another question and probably on a similar ilk uh but, but joshua uh has popped the question in Currently working two jobs, so he's at a different stage in life. He's, he's working away and building up that pension for retirement. Currently working two jobs, opted in with the second pension scheme as well. Should I risk a higher percentage uh, on my smaller pot for aggressive growth and keep the main pot in a balanced strategy? So again, we'll kick this one round. And I think uh, everyone's <laughs> going, "Oh, is this advice? Are we telling them what to do?" Um, I would personally say. If he's working two jobs, the, the chances are he's, he's probably at an age where he can afford to take a little bit more risk yeah. than you would if you were coming to retirement age. So I, I would be inclined to say just go for it. Aggressive all the way. This is not advice. Disclaimer. I am not an advisor. But it comes with everything, I think, if you're prepared to yeah. take. And this, but it, it goes with everything in life. If you're prepared to take the risk, then you are, might get the reward. If you don't, then it's highly unlikely. And I suppose that's the other thing. It's, it is circumstance, but it's about that individual thinking mm. about their circumstance, yeah. getting the appropriate advice, calling up the team, thinking about what they can and can't do. But clearly, a more aggressive portfolio is going to offer you the, the potential yeah. for a higher return over the longer term. 
but it also comes with that higher level of volatility that we, yeah. we know is associated with that. So if you've got that longer term horizon, you can maybe ride through some of that, that volatility. Yeah, I think it's such a personal question, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. it's different for every client. We've got some clients who are comfortable yeah. in taking that level of risk and others who are less so. Um, but there's also great tools in the site to help you figure out whether or not you are comfortable yeah. to, to go to that level. We can take you through questionnaires, which will help you establish that. Yeah, and I think that's probably the main thing. We, we use risk as a word that's a, a immediately a negative connotation. Yeah. It's like risk, you know, and actually it should be looking at the reward of what are you actually saving for and... You know, Jeff and I, we were just talking before we came on air about the, the goal-based yeah. solution that True Potential offers, which is actually the risk's got to match the reward and the reward's got to match your mm-hmm. your goal for your investment. So yes, Joshua, we've probably just aged you as a, <laughs> a young gentleman, but we, 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 we don't know that for sure. Yeah. And what you should do, as Rebecca mentioned, use the, the technology within the site, use the, the sort of... The, the kit that we provide from risk questionnaire to yeah. understanding your goal. And what you might find is both may go into a more aggressive or both may go into a balanced or they may differ. And that's, that, that's what we would always kind of suggest is each product that you own, each policy can have different terms. So as Diane mentioned, uh, an ISA to buy a, you know, towards a deposit for a house, that's going to be a lot sh- more short term. So you might bring some risk off the table Whereas your pension for 30 years time, yeah. you may have a bit more leeway to be a bit more of an, an aggressive investor. But yeah. risk risk and reward should always be taken hand in hand, I've always believed. So, again, hopefully that answers the yeah. question. And, yeah, and I suppose it is that, that concept where people always think about risk as downside. Mm-hmm. It's not about the upside. It's not yeah. about the achievement of your goal over that longer term. So yeah. I think it's also just worth keeping that in the back of your mind that risk isn't negative yeah. risk can work in your favor yeah. over over that longer term as absolutely. well absolutely absolutely so again we've got a, a pension question it seems like everyone's keen to know more about pensions at the moment and this is a question from joanne um a, a great a great question in my opinion because right. it, it's very very open we could spend probably three hours answering this question but can i add a lump sum of money into my pension pot and as everybody knows in the room, the answer is yes. Yeah. But obviously, many ways in which you can do it, many you know things that you need to take into consideration when doing it as well. But yeah, a, a kind of almost an open question, can I add money to my pension? So I'm looking at you, Diane, so I can see you <laughs> itching to answer the question there. I mean, absolutely. It is. It, there are limits, depending on everybody's personal financial circumstances. Um, and obviously, I wouldn't know what they were for Joanne. But yes, you can absolutely add a lump sum. Um, if she is a true potential client, then I'm, I would like to think that she might know about Impulse Save, um, which you can use on any site that we have, um, mobile devices, web and so on. So, yes, she can add um, a lump sum that way. Um, she can use different payment methods as well. So the, the short and the honest answer is yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff, obviously, the, the benefit of adding money to your pension, we've just been talking about goals and, yeah, and I suppose you know, that's the, retirement. the beauty of the, the technology solution that we offer. You go on there, go onto the site, you can see where you're sitting relative to your goal. If you've got some spare cash to the side and you want to add it, add and you can see the down to the very day that that might help you yeah. potentially retire earlier or to achieve your the goal that you've got there. So certainly for, for all of us in here, Impulse Safe is yeah. probably the way that we will all do it. But as, as, as Di says, there's many opportunities to do that within the, the technology. 
Yeah, and it probably goes to speaking to a member of the team again, Rebecca, doesn't it, to first of all understand what allowances you've got in the tax year and what your position is the team are always on hand to help with. Yeah, absolutely. We can help with that. Um, same goes for setting up your goals. If you're not quite sure how far behind your goal or if you maybe is on track for your goal at the moment, the team can help you get that all set up and, and help you work that out. Mm. An impulse save, we've, we've mentioned a couple of times there, but we, we've we seen over £450 million now of clients' investments go from their bank account into their pension, their general investment yeah. or, or their ISA with true potential in quite a short period of time, around five, six years. So it's a, a, a fantastic tool. And you look at other companies out there, they, they, they can't get near this level of technology. It's still very much paper-based, send us a check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully the Royal Mail deliver the check. Hopefully the admin team process it within a couple of weeks. And then you could be talking, you know, possibly even a month before that fund's cleared with an impulse save. It's, it's, it's an instant transaction of funds leaving your bank account, coming into true potential, and then over maybe even just a matter of days, being invested in the the fund managers, Jeff. And it, and it could be something that you're just saving. You know, you've five ten pounds at the end of the week. Just drop yeah. it into your your savings account, and you'll see the benefit of that yeah. over the medium to longer term. So it's not just that lump sum, but yeah. it's a way that you can potentially start and save on an even more regular basis. Yes, you can set up the direct debit, but impulse saving that extra bit once a week certainly will make a big contribution to allowing you to achieve your goal yeah. over the longer term. So lump sum versus regular saving as well yeah. can be facilitated. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in on a quick story going off, off piste a little bit, but my next door neighbour who I've spoke to over the fence, but like the home improvements <laughs> guy, you know, and I found out he's a retired financial advisor. Right. And I, I, not, I picked up a parcel from his house and had the true potential sort of branded gilet there in. Um, he, he, he's, oh, you work for True Potential. I, I've heard all about you guys. And he asked us about impulse saving. He wanted to know how it worked and, and wanted to understand it. So, I, you know, I asked him if he had a couple of hours to explain the technology <laughs> that goes in. And what he just couldn't understand is clients of True Potential can put one pound using their mobile phone into Goldman Sachs, UBS, Allianz, True yeah. Potential Investments, to, to name a few of our yeah. fund managers, Jeff, and he was saying, you know, back in the day when he was a financial advisor, he'd be collecting a check, mm-hmm. he'd be processing the check with his admin team, but also he wouldn't be able to put that, say, £10,000 top up into such a range of funds. Yeah. He would be stock selecting off-the-shelf products. We've got these kind of exclusive products. And and, and I, it, it took a while, I must admit, it, it kind of got dark by the time I'd explained what you actually can do with... with with our technology, but also the scale. And I suppose that's, that's where the, the industry has still got significant opportunity for change. Mm. We're, we're leading that yeah. change and giving people that opportunity to, to get away from that individual stock selection at a fund level, yeah. to think about the role that a diversified multi-asset portfolio can provide. And that's what I suppose we're giving to our clients, that affluent mass affluent client base access to leading multi-asset investment strategies that typically wouldn't be available. Yep. But the scale of the business, the use of the technology in the background to really drive that has has differentiated and provided a, 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 an exceptionally strong product offering equally for our with clients. That, sorry, Jeff. Equally with that, if an advisor facilitates a client putting money somewhere, they're duty-bound then to, to form a, a recommendation, mm-hmm. which can be very, very 
paper heavy. Yeah. And in reality, who wants to do that for ten pound? Who wants to do that for a hundred pound, mm, let alone yeah. a pound? Yeah. If you're going to facilitate client putting money somewhere, you have to say this was my recommendation. I've assessed this client's circumstances. This is what I would recommend, and it's it's just not <coughs> worth it for an advisor to do yeah. that. So yes, what we've done is we've opened the door to clients to seek the advice where as and where they need it but actually be able to sort of self-serve and yeah. go in and say, right, yes, I've got That's a pound one. spare, I've got a fiver spare, yep. I'm going to commit that to my investment and I'm going to do it through and people it, save. Yeah. Particularly, sorry, Greg, no, particularly useful for our, some of our clients who are first-time savers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of the clients we've got coming in, say, through open enrolment with their workplace pensions, this might be the first savings yeah. product yeah. that they have. So to be able to just put those little bits away and get access like that's a real great thing for them. It's not a massive commitment, is it? It's kind yeah. of like you dip your toe in, right, I'll, I'll do yeah. it when I can. I'm not committing to £150 a month or £200 a month that I don't necessarily know like or I might want to be putting that in the ISA for it is it's, it, it's a really it is a really good way for people to try and understand how it works as well I yeah. think as well if we think about how we've evolved it with cashback now as well yeah. on, on purchases mm-hmm. and that dropping into your, your your savings as well so many different ways that technology can <laughs> yeah and that's all been facilitated by technology yeah, absolutely and, and done exceptionally quickly so there's the opportunity for when you're spending money to actually save as well yeah. uh, within the the app so certainly well worth using i used the rewards last night i got 80 pound cashback for booking a hotel did you that's the highest reward i've received yet yeah. so i was really pleased with that not pleased with how much the hotel cost. <laughs> uh, obviously, the, the the hospitality sector reopening yeah, will be judging what they want. I think, and rightly so. Um, but yeah, and I, and I think the bit the bit obviously once that pound gets invested, it it shouldn't be underplayed, Jeff. That that's gone into a fairly complex product. Yeah. You couldn't invest one pound say into no, a spread not. of Goldman Sachs it, and UBS as well. It wouldn't as, be as we've feasible mentioned. anywhere else. No. Um, it's a, it's a unique solution that yeah. that we at True Potential offer, and. That's why, for from our perspective, it is the right thing for our clients to do to get access to those type of products, to allow them to achieve their long term savings goals through mm-hmm. through multi asset and the diversification that, that multi asset brings. Yeah. Long answer for Joanne there, but yes, you can top your pension. <laughs> up, uh, you can God. absolutely top your pension up by speaking with a, a member of the team or your financial advisor. Um, next question from Jean uh, and Diane. This is one right up your street. Is Ooh. Head of delivery. <laughs> Head of delivery. Um, what what devices can I use to access my information with true potential? See, all of these questions for me have been very short. Go aggressive. Yes, you can top your pension. Open <laughs> now. All of them, essentially. Yeah. Um, I would say to Jean, if she's got a web browser on a mobile device, um, she can use that to top up any investment at all. So, as we've discussed, Impulsive, Login, um, Android in the Android store, iOS for Apple, web as i said firefox um chrome all of the other browsers that are out there log into true potential and save that way absolutely so it's neutral really isn't it? Yeah, Any, it is. anything connected to the internet really is yeah. what, what yeah. we're saying at true potential how how do you log in rebecca do you Use I would always phone. use the app on the yeah. phone, um, partly because I'm a little bit lazy. So it's a lot easier just to have something recognise your face and give you access rather than um, having to type in passwords and things like that. I'm a, a big fan of apps for everything. Jeff, the same? App for me because I'm not very good at remembering passwords. <laughs> yeah. I'm about 50-50. Um, I, I, I tend to log in once a week. It usually is on my laptop, I must say. Yeah. Um, but that's because this is got a clever photo uh, finger print thing which is quite cool I, lo- I log in usually on the laptop when I'm doing something a bit more 
what I would say is complex. Yeah. Yeah. So if I need to send a message or if I need to upload a document or, or something similar or an impulse save, I mm-hmm. actually tend okay. to find I do my impulse saves on the laptop. And if I'm out and about, I'll check maybe, you know, my, my, my valuations and stuff on the phone. So I'm a bit old school, but actually I'm probably against the trend. We've seen yeah. a big change probably over the last six months. It's now around 60% logging in as, as, as you three do. And obviously, again, I'm in the minority here, but around 40% still preferring web. And Diane, that's probably the way we're seeing a lot of trends yeah. moving at the moment. Absolutely. Um, the devices now, if you can remember when mobile devices very first came out, they were, they were huge. They were very cumbersome and they had a tiny, tiny little screen. And the, yeah. for the most part, it was a keypad. Obviously, that's completely flipped. That's on its head now. What you've got is essentially, you've got a television screen in your hand that allows you to connect. And, and now the power behind the devices, um, again, things like the mobile browsers didn't have the same capacity as a web browser did on a PC because of the, the, the system that they use. Um, now you don't have those issues anymore. You connect, it's yeah. it's instant, and the power that you've got in your hand, it is, it's, it's 24-7. Yeah. So yeah, we are seeing um, the shift from web to mobile. And I think I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit like you. I think if I'm, I'll be using the web to do something, um, whereas I would oddly, I would use my device to impulse save because it is just unlock, save, done. Whereas on the web, yes, I'd have to, I'd be logging in, I'd be looking at it, I'd be going in and it is, it's still a quick process, but it's not just a fingerprint that you have to authenticate Mm -hmm. with. So um, it's weird when you think about it that way, how people use their devices and we have to think about that. And we have a team of, um, designers, UX and UX guys, UX and UI guys that look at how how the world works now and how we're transitioning from technology as it was to technology as it will be. Absolutely. So yeah, basically any device, <laughs> any, <laughs> any, yeah. anything, whatever anybody likes, yeah. there's the opportunity to use. It, there's no it, problem. It, it, it's as easy as just going into the Google Store or the iOS Store, yeah. searching true potential, yeah. and and there we'll be. And, and obviously we've got some new sites coming up as well, Diane, which you and the team have been working on tirelessly behind the scenes for we clients. Do. So what we're doing at the minute, because for anybody that knows, we have, um, we've got a direct offering that has a particular site and then we also have the advice site where all of the advised clients log in. What we're doing is that there's really no need to have those yeah. sites anymore, so we're bringing them all into one and it won't matter how you became a client of True Potential as a whole you will essentially see everything as everybody else does, all of the same features, which you get now, but because of the way that we have to roll them out, we have two different web versions and two different mobile versions for the client um, sort of list, if Mm -hmm. you like. Um, What we're doing is we're making that much more seamless, so when we do promote developments, we're not rolling it out to one section first and then another thereafter. It will just go across the board and everybody will have the technology all Mm -hmm. at the same time. So one system for all. Absolutely. Perfect. Like Lord of the Rings. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll embed all of the podcasts and morning markets and things like that for, for access to anybody that needs yes. needs that. So it makes it all front and centre. Yep. Just in the on the site, on the app, whatever. It's gonna be intuitive, Jeff. So yeah. if, if I log in each day but I tend to look at my overview yeah. rather than go into videos, the overview will be what I say at the top. Yeah. If you log in each day and you tend to watch the videos, yep. then you'll see the videos primarily at the, the top of your Excellent. page. So it is gonna be user intuitive. Jeff always watches just always videos himself. Just, watches watch himself, himself. just yeah. playback, constant playback. playback. <laughs> Ever the professional. Um, so we do we do have a question for yourself, Jeff, directly, and then obviously we can chip in. This is from Martin. Um, we've probably already touched a little on inflation. 
and in previous weeks as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. When I listen to the podcast, it, it tends to be like one of those bingo words that you tick yeah. and say. But it, 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 what, what effect does inflation going up have on my investments and pensions? Okay. So there's, there's many ways in which we can we can sort of come at that, that question. But if we think about it just in a very simple form, um, inflation, if inflation is increasing, it's eroding your, your purchasing power. So if we think just about that, if you save £100 today, inflation runs at 2% over a 12-month basis. At the end of that 12 months, that £100 would be worth £98 effectively in real terms. And that's effectively what you're wanting to increase your savings over and above is that inflation such that you're making a real return. And clearly, where we know where bank rates are, you're not Mm -hmm. going to earn a real return by depositing your money in, in a bank at this point in time. So that does open up the options as to where do you want to invest? And then it's back to thinking about, well, what is your risk tolerance? What risk do you want to take to, to be invested? And ultimately then earning a real return that's, that's coming in ahead of that inflation. And that's, that's at its simplest level. But and when we take it into assets and we think about how inflation influences asset prices, there's, there's many different dynamics that we need to consider. And that's really what has been happening in the market over the past six months, really, in terms of inflation moving up as economies have reopened, that has a pretty negative impact on some bonds. So we've seen some bond prices decline, and that's what we're seeing in terms of when bond prices decline, yields move up. And that's that's the dynamic that really the market is, is grappling with. As we were saying at the start, is that just a short-term issue? Because economies are reopening, there's pressure on labour, there's pressure on um, input costs, so materials are in the wrong place shipping ports aren't fully working as they were. That's just all challenges that we need to work our way through. As that works through, we may see inflation coming back down to a more more normalised level that we've been used to over the, the, the past number of years where inflation has been exceptionally low in, in historical terms. So erode your purchasing power, why you need to, to save to, to make a real return effectively. Yeah, I think that's, that's obviously the, the message we delivered a couple of weeks ago on the sort of specific inflation podcasts. I think that was episode 72, so maybe worth a, a listen to that one, Martin. You have to put it with my boring voice again. But um, we, we, we really did talk just for about an hour on inflation, and you, yeah. you really can't talk that long oh, about yeah. it. There's, there's a numerous amount of volume of yeah. things that people yeah. write about inflation. The thing is that it's like anything in economics, it's exceptionally difficult to forecast. Yeah. You can't forecast no. it. And it's about, if we think about what we're trying to do for our clients, it's having that diversified portfolio, those exposures within the portfolio that react differently to different inflation environments, to different market environments. And by having that as the way to to navigate through it, you're not predisposing the portfolio to require higher inflation to work Mm -hmm. or requiring lower inflation to work. And that, I think, is is a crucial thing to remember. You you don't need to, to take that decision. Use diversification to yeah. you, to your benefit within that, as opposed to thinking about, well, inflation is going to be significantly higher. What am I going to do about it? It might not be. It might be lower. Um, yeah, and, and that's the that's the challenge. We we will also mention, obviously, it, it it it's people thinking cash in the bank's safe. You know that that's always the the worry is people assume their money's safe because it's it's sitting in cash. And yes, you're not going to have market movement yeah. and and the like. But when you you go online and look for a, a cash ISA, for example, you're talking. 0.41 is a headline rate 
and you're thinking, yeah, I bet. Well, that was I think that was for a two or three year tie in as well. Um, It's almost just pointless. You know, you you, you might as well do something with your money and be a bit more proactive. So for Martin's question, obviously, probably the first point is making sure you're invested in a risk aligned fund or portfolio, obviously, which which we run at True Potential and, and then let us do a lot of that fighting against inflation yeah, for you. Certainly. Great. Rebecca, question for you. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said it so... <laughs> it's like, surprise! So, so dramatically there. But Roland, Roland's got two questions. I'll I'll ask them both and then obviously just pick, pick them off as we go. Said hello first, which is nice. Hello, ah. hello Roland. Um, if I was to cash in my ISA, would I receive the full amount that is in them or will I have to pay a fee? That's the first one. Also, if I take 25% lump sum tax-free cash from my pension, would a fee be payable and how much? So really, I guess it's for us what's true potential stance in and around account closures, taking your funds out at the point where you're ready to. So if we pick off the ISA one first, Rebecca. Um, so firstly, there's no fee to take out of your ISA. Um, likewise, for pension product, uh, True Potential don't charge fees for withdrawals. Um, so you'd never incur anything like that from us. Um, what you may find is that there might be uh, taxes applicable. So in the case of your ISA, there's no taxes to pay for a withdrawal. Um, for your pension, there might be, depending on how much it is that you're taking out. So we touched upon earlier on that you do get a uh, 25% of your pension tax-free. Um, these After that, your tax debt income rate. Um, so depending on how much you take, you may or may not be taxed in that particular year. Um, but give us a ring and we're more than happy to talk through that and help you figure out what you will and won't be paying. Yeah, and it's it's that kind of transparency of fees with True Potential, isn't it? We we obviously are one of many platforms in the industry, but we have deliberately created a, a, a very transparent charging structure, which is for your pension, no annual administration yeah. costs. Mm-hmm. When you do want to, say, take a, a lump sum out of your pension, no hourly rates, no administration costs again. And then for the ISA, if you wanted to do a partial or indeed full closure... Yeah no charges from ourselves and across the industry some companies are charging 100 200 pounds per hour for administration of your pension um, and for closure three and four and five hundred pound closure fees because it's all paper-based it's all heavy administration so at true potential we're, we're, we're quite different I think to the rest mm. of the industry so uh, as it says in the logo in your jacket, simple, effective, and unique. It's not just my jacket; yeah. it's the yeah. company yeah. jacket. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't just employ <laughs> that. Um, so yeah, Roland, I think you know, and, and everybody else listening, it's 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 always worth at the point of where you are looking to say take funds out is speak to us to see if there's any alternative options because if it's at the end of the term, then absolutely if you you know you're ready to retire, take your funds out. But if it's just sort of mid term and you think, do I need to put some? cash in the bank for example for safety or a, a rainy day speak with a member of the team because it could be that we just de- you know downgrade the risk in the portfolio and keep you in the market is is always worth doing so i'd never say knee jerk just take no and it goes back out. to thinking about you know, where are you in relation yeah. to the goal Options, that you had there what, what's available you need to speak to somebody to think about it in the right way so that yeah. you're aware of all of the options because there are many options as as rebecca says and i suppose that's the thing you think you know the right option but actually, when you speak to somebody that has much more knowledge around the topic, yeah. they will be able to advise you and get you into the the, re- the option that's best suited for, for your circumstance. And sometimes the questions, the, the context, 
because obviously there's no tone in a, in a question or in written language, don't necessarily know under which context people are asking these. So might be asking the question in relation to, had there been fees, right, well, I'm just going to pay one off fee. I want all of my money out of my investment and I'll pay one fee at that point in time because I don't want to spend £100 every time I want to try and make a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't want to have to forfeit £100 of my investment to accommodate somebody's heavy administrative purposes. So it could be that, like you say, the options are you don't need to make as big a withdrawal because you can take it as and when you need it, essentially free. Yeah, there's there's an unnamed pension provider who's notorious for administration costs, especially when it comes to, say, the end of the product where the client is looking to decumulate. And and they do charge by the hour plus VAT. So, you know, almost like a a solicitor's rate, for example. And you're talking a couple hundred pound an hour but it tends to take them, you know, three hours and one okay. minute. And that's a round and up Roll job because it's gone yeah. into the next hour. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of all that money you've saved all of your life. Mm-hmm. You're talking nearly a £1,000 to just take your own money out. Yeah. And then just to make it worse, there's a closure fee at the end. So it's kind of you're getting kicked on the way and kicked right the way yeah. throughout. And I think that's an important on the way thing the to, to consider over the longer term as well. Because if you are saving for your longer term goals... And then actually you're thinking about at the end of the day, I'm going to have these fees to pay. Mm-hmm. Are you saving enough? So you, you'll not expect that yeah. in the background. So it's important that you understand those things. But then thinking about what we offer here at True Potential, you don't have to think about those. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. how you get the maximum return for for your investment, how you achieve your goal. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that is very different. And we can't emphasize that enough. Well, we are trying. We have been very big advocates, if not the first advocate, to close the savings gap. Yep. And in trying to do that, what we want to do is a million pound to us is exactly the same as a pound for somebody else. It's it's their money. It's worth the same yep. to them. We don't want somebody penalised because they don't have £100 a month to commit or £1,000 or whatever it might be into a portfolio. We treat everybody the same, which is why we do try and keep prices as low as we possibly can. We use technology to support the business as opposed to having paper processes and having hundreds of humans having to be here to eyeball everything. We use technology to accommodate that, to allow the clients to get something that is a top-of-the-range product for less than they would get a mid-range product elsewhere. We kind of go back to Joshua earlier, who we, yeah. we've obviously aged. Un- <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, he's we, probably due to retire now. <laughs> Joshua's working two jobs, he's got two pensions, yeah. but imagine if he's got, you know, maybe one to £200 a year coming out, but you're just accumulating through a workplace pension, eight, twenty, fifty pounds £50 a month going yeah. in, and obviously yeah. your employer's paying in as well. There's a big chunk gone in just administration mm-hmm. fees, and that's before all of the additional costs of their investment yeah. technology or their investment platform, plus the funds you're in. You know, after all of that's coming out, then each year you've just got an annual, you know, admin fee mm-hmm. to pay on top of it. You, mm-hmm. you you get another point where you're thinking why, whereas as as we've alluded with ourselves, it's it's stripping back all of those mm-hmm. unnecessary costs for clients and just having that clean, transparent. Yeah. Neat, easy, and, and as you said, Diane, and I'd, I'd never actually thought of it that way, but actually having a fee could put people off taking multiple payments out, and they've just got to take the lot. If I'm going to pay one fee, you know, one cancellation fee, you might as well pay it once as opposed to each time. So it's a, 
a real negative for those providers mm-hmm. to have that mm-hmm. noose around their necks. So. On the site as well, you can see your transactions. You can see all of the transaction history listed against every account that you have with us. So mm-hmm. you can see where you've made withdrawals, where you've made contributions, any fees that are listed for an advisor, for the platform fee, the fund charges. They're all listed there for you to see. And you, you, you can actually see where your money goes as opposed to it being labelled and admin fee. It's mm-hmm. not like that at all. It is very, very transparent. Absolutely. And the second part of the question then from the 25% uh, tax-free lump sum Roland's looking to take, again, as we've probably alluded, yeah. there's, there's no charges to that. So at, at any point, speak to a member of the team first that we would always recommend whether that's your financial advisor, a true potential head office advisor, or a member of Rebecca's customer care team, we'll always get you, you know, the right information, but yeah. no charges again on that, which is, again, a nice easy one. We've had some friendly questions well, in this week, have. I must yeah. say. Oh, does that you, mean you're waiting just, Store is this you just, up. I was just <laughs> about to say, oh yeah, what's to come? Got a killer here for Jeff <laughs> oh. now, so, oh. um, yes. this is from Vince, uh, and it probably just goes back to the, the, the opening piece, Jeff, from yourself, which is, I think when we got these questions in, it was around the middle of the week, so you've yeah. seen a bit of recovery in the market since, but what was the reason for the significant downturn in the last few days, so probably the first part of the week? Yeah, so I suppose that's that's speaking to what we got from the Federal Reserve in the US last Wednesday night, and what happened there effectively, they brought forward their expectations when they had to increase, or potentially I should say, increase interest rates. So initially the expectation was that we would have seen the Fed move around 2024 2023 they have a thing called a dot plot if everybody has have ever seen that basically every member of the the federal reserve the voting committee can put a dot where they see interest rates going to be um, next year and the year after in terms of the year end and that gives you just an indication of how they're thinking about policy direction what we saw this time we saw that policy move in and an expectation that rates would move sooner The market itself was probably pricing that, so the market was suggesting that rates would move sooner, but it just came as a bit of a surprise that a large number of the voting members had moved their their expectations in. That caused the the bond market to move out, the equity market to to sell off, pretty much in a round trip. So if we look at Wednesday to Wednesday, and you'd went away, you wouldn't notice any difference. Mm -hmm. And this is, I suppose, the thing to, to think about from a market's perspective that there's a behavioural aspect to it. People react to news flow. They maybe react too quickly to news flow. Actually, nothing has really changed in the broad sense of the economic environment, what's happening in terms of of asset prices. So over the course of the week then, no change, Mm. but a lot of volatility and movement in between times and a lot of column inches expended on oh, this is a big change, this is a step change, we're going to see a real difference in in economic policy. Step back from that, we've seen a strong economic recovery. We've seen inflation move up. Um, It wouldn't be surprising to see central banks step back from their accommodative stance that they had to put in to deal with the pandemic. But people want to take fright at that. Mm. But there's there's a logical reason as to, to why why that's occurring. So, yes, right to point out that there was some volatility, but it's it's moved on again as yeah, as markets yeah. ever want to do. I think it's it's Rebecca. Obviously, your team deals with a lot of clients direct, and and it's kind of one of the good and bad things about the technology we've talked about. You know, the the, the last half an hour or so is that the technology is great, but obviously it can also be a bit of a negative having 
instant information, real time, all of the time. Because in isolation, you could take two or three days and go, I'm a bit nervous. Look, at, you know, it, it's yeah. kind of dropped maybe one or two or three yeah. percent. But it's all, it, as, as your team remind them, it's, it's the bigger picture. You're in it for the long run. And yeah. we have a team managing this for you, don't you? Yeah, and I think it comes back to transparency. So just like with the fees, it's, it's being transparent about how funds are performing. It's all well and good to show somebody sort of once a year, here's what it, it's done over an extended period of time. But we want clients to be able to look at it shorter term as well and, and be able to keep an eye and monitor their investments and make sure that they're appropriate for them um so sort of jumping back to sort of this time last year where we we saw a bit further back uh where we've seen the the real dip in the market we had a lot of people ringing um and it was one of those things where we said is, is it right to let people see these dips going on because is it causing maybe a bit of extra worry um, but the way that we actually, rather than taking it away and not giving that visibility, we combated it with the likes of Morning Markets and giving clients that information and commentary to go alongside as well. So I think it's great that they've got that level of access. Mm. I think the one thing to always remember there is that our solutions, they are multi-assets. So it's not just equities. Yeah. There's bonds, there's, there's alternatives in those portfolios. And all of the headlines that you see on news sites and on the internet mm -hmm. is about what's happened in the equity market. And that's not just what's happening in your portfolio. Yeah. Yeah. There's many other things going on and the benefits of diversification that we know within our portfolios of equities are, are having a slightly tougher time. There will be other assets in the portfolio will be offsetting some of that. Now they may not offset it to 100%, but they will offset some of that move. And that's an important thing to think about in this, this structure of of a multi-asset portfolio that there are diversifiers in there as well. It's also about confidence. So if you, th if you don't know, if you don't really understand what's going on, but there's a massive headline, you, you will try and relate it to oh, how, what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. If you're logging into your site and you can see the peaks and troughs in the market just daily as they happen without a huge headline, you, be, you begin to have confidence in, in your money, how it's yeah. being invested. So when these big headlines do hit, if you're used to seeing your portfolio consistently, overperforming and underperforming and overperforming and underperforming but you're still you've still got that growth when a big headline hits it's not such a massive shock it's not like a big earthquake where you're going right what do i need to do i've just lost x amount of pounds you can actually log into the site the site's familiar you understand what's happening and you do you you do kind of take you relax a little bit into right well i'm just going to watch this play out for a little while rather than a snap decision mm -hmm. which tends often to be the wrong, wrong decision, decision. Yeah. which which it's not that's not just finance that's anything if you, you like make a snap it? decision mm -hmm. you'll often look back and go oh, i wish yeah. i wish I'd, and people don't because obviously money makes the world go around people don't tend to relate that emotion with their finances it is it's, it's money i have to do i have to mm -hmm. And you don't have to. You can just wait a little while and actually say what's going to happen. Particularly when it's your pension. Exactly. You, you, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. about what you're going to achieve and what you need in years ahead. Yeah. And as you as you rightly say, it, it could often be the wrong decision to mm -hmm. react in the heat of the moment when you're thinking about the, the longer term. And yeah. I often sort of challenge myself in those environments to say, well, what is it that you're looking for? What would you look... So if you're going to come out at this point... Mm -hmm what is it you're going to look for to get back in? Yeah. And that's a very, very difficult thing to say. And it's it's one of those questions that I often ask myself in the background. What is it you're looking for? Mm -hmm. What's the catalyst on the other side? Because if you come out, yeah, you need to find a way to step back in. Uh -huh. And the reverse of that, so we, we see the negative of something coming down. We think, oh, that's bad. But then if you've come out and you see it going up, you think the other way, well, mm -hmm. that's bad. It'll have to come back to let mm -hmm. me get back in again. So really staying invested 
and staying focused on your goal is is crucial over over the longer term. Yeah, it was interesting on the logins as well. We we always assume people would log in when markets are down, but the statistics and the numbers yeah. we see is actually quite the opposite. People when it's you know they, they let's say they you know they look at the footy it's, it's all red yeah. or the BBC News tries to scare them at ten o'clock in the evening it's people kind of don't log in at that point because they just don't want to see what's, what's there yeah. and, and and actually when the markets are all green and you know it's the world's a great place to be and everyone goes in <laughs> piles in and logs in so it, it's it's kind of great that we do give that yeah. kind of instant access but it's yeah it it, it was always a statistic that blew yeah. my mind because I'd always think well me being doom and gloom I want to log in and see the damage yeah. <laughs> I'm not bothered that it's going up because that's what it's meant to do but again I'm probably the minority in that one and we did a couple of surveys on it maybe a year or so ago it was actually quite interesting we didn't see a huge spike no. in logins yeah. when things were starting to kind of yeah. you know look a bit bad but obviously once the recovery was there and you know the funds were then getting back into positive territory there was a flood of clients yeah. logging in at that yeah. point because the Back on back track and back. back on track. People will say that to us as well on the phone. They'll say, "Oh no, I don't want to see that if it's yeah, um, yeah I don't want yeah. to see it. It's, it's down. Tell me when it's you do tell brace yourself though, yeah. as a business. You do kind of brace yourself. All right, what is what is the population reaction going to be to this? Do or like what do we need to do? And Rebecca's team, like, have you got everybody in? Is everybody in one day to fright? Yes, we're all here. <laughs> Just waiting. Yeah. Well, it is that kind yeah. of. But you have to do it because you've been conditioned. You've been conditioned that way by by the media for every single day when it comes to finances mm -hmm. don't do this don't do that you can't take any risk because yeah. if you take risk it's bad it's not and it's only the bad news that makes the front of the exactly you, you, yep. you, you don't get a news story when when markets are really yeah performing in a positive direction yeah. it's only yeah, if they're, they just, they just they're pick negative on, pick on britney spears or something like yeah. that that's what tends to happen then yeah. yeah um so last question and i think this is one for you diane but also probably for everybody and we've talked about this one this is from john um could you please discuss impulse save, go through the procedures and advantages of the scheme? Is it a general savings facility like a bank or restricted and solely directed add an additional investments to existing portfolios? So I think we've, we've kind of kicked John, impulse, say uh, 45 minutes of well, chat. We've kicked, we've kicked impulse save around a lot today. And, and I, I, as I mentioned, I took me a good couple of hours explaining it to my <laughs> next door neighbor, but we'll, we'll probably just finish on that question and just yeah, probably going to Impulsive in a little bit more depth from a practicality point of view and technology point of view of how does it leave your account? How does it go through yeah. the system and where does it end up? So in terms of relating it to a bank, yes, we can because it is taken, it's taken in exactly the same way that you would make a retail payment. So your card will be stored against your account. You determine the amount that you, not that you determine the amount you want to pay for retail, that's dictated, <laughs> but you would determine the amount that you wanted to contribute. Mm -hmm. The system will then apply to your banking provider for that amount. The payment will be authenticated either way. Yes, you can take the funds, no insufficient funds, payment denied, whatever it might be. That will leave your bank account. It will be received by True Potential Investments and they will invest it as per your policy instruction wherever your money might sit within your your fund remit but in terms of is it the same as a bank no you, you can't use impulse save to move money from santander to barclays and such it is it is restricted to the investments that you have with true potential because it is a, it's a true potential um owned technology it's a world first and it's something that that we pride ourselves in as like jeff says not nowhere else really 
can facilitate. Mm -hmm. There might be small kind of mini transactions that people can facilitate, but not impulse save in the way that we do. So yeah, it's it's a lot like a, a purchase, but it's a purchase that goes into your investment rather than you see something arrive at mm -hmm. your door yeah. in a box. And you know, to put context in that, when it comes in, that pound comes in, if it goes into balance, it goes across nine of the, the fund management partners that we work with, that goes out into to the marketplace, and the, the exposure that that client has is, is close to 100,000 underlying holdings that, that that balance client gets exposure to. So that, that is the beauty of the, the technology that's been developed. It just allows that to happen seamlessly mm -hmm. in the background and there's, there's no paper involved. It's no. all all technology, Absolutely. hence why Definitely it's able no to paper work. Involved. I felt bad because my <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. Well, well, I'm old school. I've got yeah, a bit of paper here to, to write things on. Me and Rebecca have just come in with just just us. Just I think I'll have, to, like, I'll have to eat this to get out of this room <laughs> so I can get back to my desk. So, And I think, Rebecca, who, who can impulse save? As in, which type of demographic of clients can impulse save? What, what, what is um, the criteria? Any client can impulse save. Um, yeah. You can go into your provider that you're over the age of 18. Um, you've got access to the technology via your client site. Um, Di touched upon it earlier on. It's available whichever method you log in through, so your apps, um, laptops, whatever you're using, um, and anyone can go in and can do that. Absolutely. So it's 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 available to everyone, isn't it? Really, yeah. that's the yeah. the key here. It, it it it's not for high net worth. It's not no. for low net worth. You can go from one pound up to a penny short of a hundred thousand pounds if you're feeling flush. Um, you can and have a number of cards stored as well. You can have yes. a number of cards stored in your wallet and you can determine which card that you want the payment to be taken from. You can have um, a scheduled impulse save as well. So if you know that you want to commit, you're not necessarily going to make a direct debit every month. You don't want to commit to a direct debit every month because you may be, well, for whatever reason, it might just not be for you. But you do want to commit to a scheduled savings track. Um, you can set up a scheduled reminder where the reminder will come through to your, your mobile device and it'll say, you committed to saving £10 today. Do you want us to make that impulse save on your behalf? And if, if it's yes, you reply. Um, and if it's a no, you reply. And we will acknowledge what you've done either way. So again, you can commit. But the, the answer, the decision's still with you mm -hmm. um, as to whether you actually want to carry on and go through with that payment. I think linked link to the impulse save as well. We're, we're, still, we're still good on time. Um, but linked link to the impulse save, we talked about the rewards. Yeah. Jeff mentioned it, I, I used it last night. Do you just want to quickly explain, Diane, a bit about what that is? Because we, we, we kind of just dropped it in there like it's nothing. It's like a little um, secret, it's like, ooh. But also like it was nothing as in, you know, everybody does it, where actually this is a very unique product in, w yeah. in which yeah. we're providing rewards, but also where the funds end up. So in the same way, um, we've partnered with a particular service provider, whereby if you use a retailer, if you log into your True Potential site, again, web and or mobile, so I'll just use site just generally, log into your site, um, you can, there'll be a reward section. You can then use exactly, in exactly the same way as you would any other rewards partners. You would navigate to the retail partner that you wanted to make the purchase from. And once you've made that purchase, the cash back that you will receive from that, you can determine whether you want to take that cash back and withdraw it in the same way that you would direct with it again with a partner or you can decide whether you want that reward to go into any one of your investments so i mean i i love it because i've used um rewards and cash back for a good long time and i always just claim the cash because i don't want it sitting in some partner's bank account just mm -hmm. earning when i can have it mm -hmm. but then i would have had to ordinarily invest it whereas now i'm still making a hundred percent of the purchase 
So I'm not losing anything, but instead of 100% going towards that retailer, I might be getting one, two, three, four, eight, 10% cash mm -hmm. back that then is invested in my investment. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm not, I'm paying the same price, but I'm actually getting cash, free money yeah. to be invested for me to earn the growth on. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. And, it, and it's all household names, isn't it, as Absolutely. well? It's where most yeah. purchases are made each day. Just eat. Uh, Everybody's the, the, you know, the amount it, of cash back coming think, in through Just Eat is crazy. Yeah, my, my mine last night was for a Hilton hotel. Um, <laughs> there we are. Which is obviously just a, a, yeah. a major chain of hotels, yeah. and ninety nine times out of hundred, you would just go on Booking dot com or mm -hmm. direct on the site, make the the purchase, and obviously for me, it, rightly so, as I mentioned earlier, it was overpriced. Uh, but they're yeah. reopening. They want to make sure people who go are safe, and they they've got to cover their own backs and, and the like for... It's not like you've had anything else to spend well, your money on in lockdown, is it, Greg? <laughs> it took us a long time to press that button. <laughs> Spend it, it will, and be like... Oh. I was close to sleeping in the field. But so. it, was the, it was the cash bike that did it. The that cash pushed you over the line Jeff, to press the realized, button. I realised after that it was a reasonable price. Yeah. But 10% of a, of a booking, which is, you know, fantastic. So for It's me, also thinking about that, somebody achieving their goals. Yeah. Yep. That incremental money that's Correct. coming in on a weekly basis, whatever, yeah. every time you're, you're whether it's in Pound just the, exactly, yeah. it's all, all helping yep. somebody and achieve their, their savings goal. And that's the, that's the key thing about it. Yeah. It's what, another way to do it. What I thought was neat is when I pressed book on the Hilton website, that was it. So I don't have to log yeah. in again and yeah. accept anything or what will happen is over time, the money will be claimed. It'll go yeah. in like an impulse saving. And one day I'll see a, a yeah. little jump and, and happy yeah. days. So it's, it, it, it's probably one we need to talk about a lot more, yeah. I think. It's a, a what very I do need to point product. out, though, is we still are dictated to by the retailers, mm. so we will still only receive the cash back once it's been verified, once it's once the cash back um, partner that we use has received it, they will then authenticate it and say it's payable. Yeah. So we, we are, we're still governed by those timelines, so it's not as quick as Impulse yeah. would be. Um, but again, it's, it's free money. It's money that you were going to spend anyway, yeah. but... The good part of it is you're getting some of it back and it's going into your investment and you've had to do no, nothing else to do that. And yeah. it's certainly worth exploring when you go onto oh. the site, have yeah, a look, look cool. at all of those rewards that are there. Who doesn't want free money? There's lots of things there for everybody to use mm -hmm. to get the free money. I think that automatic investing as well is really great because yeah. sometimes when it is smaller amounts, so like with just deep people are getting sort of... Pennies, a, two a pence, a ten pence, yeah. And things <laughs> like that. Um, you might forget to go on and claim that back out of a normal... Yeah. Uh, cashback style mm -hmm. website yeah. where you've got to actively do something whereas we'll just pop you an email and let you know that's now in your ISA which is a, a real nice feature so we're closing the savings gap but we're also committing to the economy by saying yeah. go out there and buy Spoiling things people <laughs> but just give us your cash back yeah get your eyes ripped out by booking a hotel room for three nights yeah yeah <laughs> you can tell he's uh, not over that yeah. not God, yeah. no, no, no. how pleased it's Friday and not, not Monday bit, I'm not bitter or twisted <laughs> what, what it actually was is um I was sitting at, at home working from home yesterday. I got the notification saying 140,000 spectators allowed at Silverstone. Right. So I thought I'll book Go some in. tickets for the racing. So I managed to get three three days of racing tickets and for almost the same price, the hotel. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm just a little bit... Get yourself a tent, Greg. by it. And I'm very, <laughs> oh, <don't. laughs> I was very close to actually booking what they call glamping, which is like posh camping. Yeah. But it was more expensive than the hotel. It will so be. I thought against it. Um, but what everyone else is, I think with, with, with through the questions, I should say, and, and thank you, obviously, to yeah. all of our, our, our clients in advance. We did have a, a a record number of questions come through. So I know Rebecca, you and the team are going to follow up with those that we just didn't get round or 
that were too tough for us uh, <laughs> today. Um, but what's everyone's weekend plans? Have you have you any, Diane? No, and I am I'm so happy about not having plans because for the past few weekends. We've all we've had something on that's been planned and lovely because the restrictions were partially lifted. It meant we could do them. But you know when you just need a weekend where you're not committed so you can kind of choose what to do rather than knowing that you have to be somewhere at a certain time. So my weekend of nothing is coming nothing. up. Yeah. Rebecca. Woo. Um bit of personal care, shopping, nails, oh. those sorts of things. So Same for you, Jeff. Looking a bit shabby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any any plans? A bit, bit like that. We've had a lot on over the past uh, few weekends as things have, have reopened, so we'll we'll take it easy this weekend. Nice relaxing weekend yeah. for everybody. Yes. What are you doing, Greg? Running. Oh, yes. How <laughs> miles are we in now? Um, I think tomorrow I'll get to the 400 mile Excellent. mark out of 1,000. So we're, we're moving in the right direction, but stupidly tomorrow I've agreed to run from home to work which is around 35 kilometres. So it's quite with a, you? I know, a lot of things, but also that. Um, but then I'm getting picked up by Jenny, and we are going to Costco and Ikea. Oh, so I'm brutal. Really, really looking On a Saturday. That On a Saturday, that's my... And then obviously I'll spend the afternoon recovering watching the Formula One, so... You'll probably find you all. one of those Ikea beds. Having a little... <laughs> <laughs> just be a snooze in the yeah, corner. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably be crying, not snoozing. But yeah, you as, as, as you three know, I'm doing a charity run, so it's six months into 12 months. Everything hurts. I am very broken. Yeah. Um, but it's all for a good cause, which I'm, which I'm, I, I, we, we do a lot for charity at True Potential, and this is one I've been really pleased can we, to get can we my plug teeth your into. Link. Uh, I'll ask, I'll ask our superstar Graham maybe to pop something in the, either the comments or the, the bit at the bottom. But yes, it's it's Lands End John O'Groats in twelve months, which is one thousand and eighty-two miles, which I think I've got in the region of just over a hundred miles per month to run. So that's good one. It's getting there, but yeah, they, 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 it, it's for Cash for Kids Mission. I am plugging it now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great it, thing it, to it, do. It's, so it's for a good, a, a good charity at Christmas time. So it's kind of, for me, rather than just at the time going, let's raise some funds, let's be stupid throughout the yeah. whole year and put some miles in. And I already need a new pair of running trainers because I've burnt mine to the ground. So Rewards. Rewards I'll, get them, I'll get them through the Nike Rewards. <laughs> which I think Nike are one of the retailers yes, on there, so another name drop. Well, thank you, Jeff, Rebecca, Diane. Um, that's it for this week's podcast. So for everybody listening today, please do remember to like and subscribe. It's normally along the, the bottom somewhere as I'm pointing. Um, by subscribing, you'll get reminders of future content such as Morning Markets, as, as Jeff mentioned earlier. Thank you very much. Hi. Subscribing to True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to your YouTube app on your phone, type in True Potential and press the red subscribe option. You'll then be notified as and when new videos are released.